Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. In this episode, I'm so excited to be joined by Jessica Rizza. Jessica is the Customer Experience Manager at VetCove. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much. I'm thrilled to be here and I obviously love your podcast, so I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah, well, we are huge fans of VetCove around here, so super excited, and I know this is going to be such a treat for the listeners, so thank you again. Thank you. Of course. So tell us your story. How did you get started in veterinary medicine? Oh, yeah. So I've uh, always known I wanted to work with animals, of course. Um, Ever since I was a young kid, you know, I was always (laughs) the one that was trying to bring home like a stray animal or something (laughs) like that. Um, So I actually ended up going to school at Michigan State, go green, um, for zoology. So throughout that adventure and all the different courses I took, I that's where I kind of got my first little taste of veterinary medicine and realized that I really, really liked it. So actually, after graduation, I got my first job in a clinic, um, just as a vet assistant to see how it went and see if I, you know, really liked being in clinic. And Mm -hmm. I was hooked immediately. (laughs) Um, From day one, um, it was an amazing experience. And that was actually out in Chicago, where I'm from. So after that, I moved on to another clinic out in central Michigan, Um, And from there, I just kind of kept, you know, getting my feet wet in the industry. Um, What ultimately led me to come to VetCove is uh, an opportunity presented itself to move to New York. So Mm -hmm. I kind of started exploring what some options were there. Um, And I came across VetCove online and just started learning more about the company and saw some open positions and reached out. And the rest is history. And I absolutely love the company um, from the vet perspective side, of course, because that's really where my mindset still is um, Mm -hmm. most of the time. Uh, So yeah, that's kind of how I I got into it. That is so cool. I'm sure, I'm sure that's a dream job for many, (laughs) many of the listeners. (laughs) What was it like moving from like the Midwest and Michigan I don't know. Is Michigan the Midwest? I'm not sure. Anyways, Michigan to like smack dab in New York City. Like, was that just like a total culture shock or what was that like? You know, I got kind of eased into it because I went from uh, Lansing, Michigan to actually downtown Chicago for a little while. Um, And I worked with some other companies as kind of a field rep. So I was, you know, going into clinics every day by foot. Um, And so it was kind of downtown Chicago and then New York City. So a little bit of easing into it, but nobody and nothing I think could have prepared me for just how massive New York City really is. I mean, I've been told that, but it is truly huge. It is. Um, it's awesome, though. Yes. Cool. I remember when I actually first came to New York City, and it was actually to visit you guys at Vet Cove. And, <laughs> you know, here I am, like small town Montana, like my town is like 8,000 people. And here I am just dropped in the middle of New York City. <laughs> oh <laughs> it my was gosh. like the craziest thing. I'd never ridden on a train, never done public transportation, never had been in a taxi, like had never, you know, so it oh my was... Gosh. 
Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You got crazy. the full New York experience. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I went to the Museum of Natural History, and I have to say that was like the coolest experience I've ever been a part of. I was like in awe the whole day. I was like, what is this magical place? <laughs> yes, I actually live right by that really? museum, and I went for the first time probably a month or so ago when it opened up again, minimum capacity. Sure. But again, I think it's like a solid seven city blocks because it's just so big. So it is, it's truly amazing. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful area too. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk a little bit about Vetco. So I'm sure that some of the listeners want to know. So as the customer experience manager, what are kind of some of your favorite tips and tricks for actually using Vetco? Yeah. So of course, some of, you know, my first recommendation is always the live chat. So our team is always watching the live chat. Um, It actually does ping us directly, even when we're out and about mobile at home, really through the evening and everything like that. You know, we're always there to help. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my one first tip is that, you know, don't be shy, uh, yeah. say hi, send us a message. Um, we're there to help, even if it's something as silly as finding an item that you're having a hard time locating or, you know, something bigger, you know, trying to find an order that maybe didn't arrive or anything like that. We're really there to help. Um, there's also a lot of really little kind of nifty tips and tricks to kind of help increase the speed at which you can put orders together. Um, Because again, I know it's not easy to get an actual solid chunk of time (laughs) to sit down and do everything at once always, especially, you know, in vet med when there's a million things going on. Um, So there's filters on the side as well as lists. So when you're searching for products, you can filter by previously purchased and that will quickly just take out anything you don't buy and you'll Mm -hmm. only see items that you have purchase history for. Um, because it's such a big catalog, that's a really quick, easy way to just pull things to the top. Um, and then the shopping lists are great as well. You can create a custom shopping list for anything. So you can make one for all of the syringes you normally buy or the products that you normally get on your Monday morning order or whatever it might be. Um, that way you can just visit your lists and you don't even have to search the products. You just click into the list and you can view everything that you normally buy right there. Um, so it really just simplifies things. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I think the shopping lists are huge. And one of the, I always recommend doing like a shopping list for your vaccines because, you know, when you're looking at vaccines, even one brand can have like 60 million kinds of vaccines. Like, and I, I just remember like as an inventory manager, and I think it was like the pure vac- vaccines. And instead of ordering just the RCP, I accidentally ordered the RCP and rabies because it uh, looked really similar. And so yeah. like, I always, I'm like, get yourself a shopping list for those vaccines. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. Yeah. Those are some um, good tips. Yeah. Another one that's a little, a little, I guess, newer of a tool um, that we had put out was our, um, our tools that can help with, items that are hard to find or items that you can't get just yet. So the little tracking button on the item listing will actually let you set up an alert for when the product is back in stock. So you can choose which vendors you want to be notified about. You can choose your notification type and literally set it up so that the system automatically pings you when it's back. 
Um, I think probably previously it used to be a little bit more feasible to kind of babysit some listings Mm -hmm. um, because you could count maybe on one hand how many items that are just not available and you have to keep checking back, you know, every week or every month. Um, But I definitely feel as though that list has gotten longer, unfortunately. Um, So that tool just sets it up so that will tell you when it's back, um, right when it's back. And that way you don't have to remember to keep coming back to it. So that one's pretty fun. That's actually like a mid-COVID demand um, tool that we released about the middle of last year, just because it was pretty rough there. (laughs) Yes, I know. I just remember, you know, so there's the the veterinary inventory strategy network, as well as the group on Facebook and everyone, especially like during COVID was like, where do I find anything? Basically, I can't stop one thing in my practice. (laughs) So I know that was a very helpful addition. So if there are any listeners out there, I just got to thinking, who have not heard of VetCove or used VetCove before, how would you describe it? I always say that it's kind of almost like Expedia or Kayak, but for vet clinics. I've actually, after (laughs) describing it to a couple people there, they tell that to me and I'm like, no, that's what I usually say. (laughs) That's Um, exactly what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is, it is kind of like that. I guess that's how I describe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for any of the listeners, I am not sponsored or have any financial interest in VetCove at all, just transparency here, but it is amazing. So that's why I like to share anything and everything about it. Um, so it is basically an online platform where you can like sync all of your distributors into one place. You can see availability for all of your distributors, um, for, you know, any of your products. There's so many different features that I highly, highly, highly recommend using it. It's completely a game changer. Um, it is free for private practices. So if you have not checked it out before, definitely, definitely do so. It's just basically the best. Yes, <laughs> you really yes. can't go wrong. You said it better than I, than I even could. <laughs> um, so yeah. what are kind of some of the biggest challenges that you see practices struggle with with inventory and kind of what is your experience, you know, with other practices on that? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the struggles that we are kind of made privy to when kind of helping onboard or train practices is... Um, Well, mainly, of course, and we already touched on this, is just actually finding the products that you need Mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, you are purchasing it at the best price for your practice. Um, One thing that I say is that, like, you know, veterinarians go to veterinary school to practice medicine and care for pets and provide best medicine. But the business aspect of it is obviously still extremely important, you know, coming from the vet tech side of things you know, support staff and being able to support your support staff is super important. And a good part Mm -hmm. of that is, um, you know, keeping costs down, managing inventory, and it can be really stressful to (laughs) try to find the time to really, really spend on making Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, things are working and not just that you're surviving, you know, and not just um, thriving, if that makes sense. I may have said that backwards, but... (laughs) 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 so I think that's a huge part of it is um helping them understand that this tool is something that can really make that big of an impact on the practice Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily just about searching for products um it's about you know managing practice expenses and making sure that you're actually getting the best deals on your products and making sure that you know you're 
inventory staff has the tools that they need and they have all the information at their fingertips and they don't have to spend that extra time manually comparing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once I kind of describe, you know, not just what it is and what it does, but why it's impactful and how it can help change the actual workflow, um, I can kind of like hear the light bulb go off a little bit sometimes during trading. Um, And then I really do think the other thing is helping connect each other is a huge aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of practices we help are either like brand new inventory managers that are just like, I've been thrown into this, (laughs) you know, like they're (laughs) not necessarily sure. Um, Or they're brand new practices, you know, a veterinarian that's starting their own mobile clinic or, you know, opening up another location after they've started, you know, out with a, with the doctor at a different clinic. Um, So helping connect each other, on the discussion board. So letting them know that there's resources there and that this is also a community. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely it can help, um, you know, help users like that. And then also we always recommend Nicole. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Especially for those newer ones. We, you know, let them know about the CE, um, you know, help them get connected with companies that they might not even know that are options to them. So it really just helps bring a ton of information to their fingertips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think just like as an inventory manager, especially when you're brand new, I just remember my experience, it was like, so daunting and overwhelming. And lonely because I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And (laughs) I don't really know where to get help. So, you know, so I think that I know it's kind of like one of my like values and like guiding lights, if you will, just to make sure that no one else feels alone and that there's like somebody in their corner. And so I always tell people, I'm like, okay, when you go to Vet Cove, you can use the chat and they're literally right there. They're super helpful. Like make sure you reach out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, I, I, think, I think it's so great that, um, you know, that that is aligned. And I think it really shows through for like Vet Cove, like that it's truly about helping veterinary professionals, you know, and no other kind of like, like that's the foundation of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you obviously already know, but the founders, their dad was a vet, you know, and they, that's kind of where the idea blossomed. And so we've still really hold that uphold that idea of focusing on what's going to be helpful for the clinics. How can we, you know, make things easier for them? How can we, you know, give them access to everything that they need access to in a way that's not extremely time consuming, you know? Um, And then myself as well. I mean, I managed inventory for the clinic I was at. And so I still remember firsthand a lot of the struggles, you know, even, even struggles that might not necessarily have to do with inventory. Exactly. You know, I've had meetings where someone's on the phone and, you know, all of a sudden they drop the phone and they said, Oh, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm holding a dog for a nail trim <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> while they're trying to do inventory and get trained on Vetco. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely at least fulfilling on, on our end. And I know I can speak for the rest of the customer experience managers when, um, you know, we really do enjoy helping. And if there is anything that we can help with any specific problems, it really is something we take, um, take very seriously. (laughs) You know, we take it to heart. So, yeah. And I think that definitely shows. I think one of my favorite tips that I ever heard was, 
I can't remember who said it now, but I was like asking, I was like, how do you, you know, when you're managing inventory, how do you let like your team know that, Hey, I'm just doing inventory. And this one gal, she wears like a safety fluorescent safety shirt. And that's like her inventory (laughs) shirt. And so when she's wearing that, it's like, okay, don't bug me. I'm doing inventory. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got a kick out of that. Yeah. One thing on that note that, um, we it was funny we had a couple practices uh, share this with us that they would use the mobile app so the Vetco like mobile app on the phone or the tablet to kind of like you know go to a separate area or like do it maybe <laughs> from home or from their car where like nobody can bother them because you can really use it anywhere. Um, yes. So I thought that was pretty funny that they you know <laughs> had to go into a, like a secret inventory area to get done with all their ordering. Totally. Uh, yeah, I remember the mm-hmm. days, you know, being an inventory manager and a receptionist, me yeah. entering invoices up at the reception desk and trying to help clients. You yeah. know, never a dull moment. Never <laughs> a dull moment in that, that's for certain. Yeah. Um, so how long were you in practice then, um, you know, prior to like moving over to the industry side of things? Yeah, it was about five or six years. Yeah, five or six years or so. Like yeah. And so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, God. Um, so like after working in practice and moving over to the industry side of things, was there anything that particularly surprised you or like, you know, was it just like, you know, did you have any different perspectives, I guess? Yeah. So one thing that really has been ring- ringing a little more true, or maybe it's just become a little more apparent are a lot of the struggles that actual veterinary professionals go through. Mm -hmm. When I was in clinic, I was actually experiencing them firsthand. But now that I'm still involved in the industry, but kind of have taken a step back from actually being like in the trenches, a lot of the problems are a lot more apparent. And there's so many common threads I'm able to see and find, you know, back where I was, I was obviously focused around Midwest, everything, you know, in Illinois and Michigan, but now we support clinics across the whole, you know, US. Um, so it's definitely eye opening. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, not that being in clinic, I didn't know, I obviously knew about all these different problems and struggles, but you know, when you're just getting through your day to day, it's hard to be able to take that step back to really mm-hmm. appreciate and kind of see on a broader level what's going on and help come up with problem solving tactics and tools, um, which is something that's really nice about you know, where I am now, there is a lot of conversation that goes on every day about picking apart those struggles and problems. Mm -hmm. And even on a really, really granular level with something as simple as, you know, like the tracking notification thing, um, you know, to do what we can to help mitigate those things um, on a micro and a macro level are super important. Yeah, totally. What are some of like the biggest challenges and struggles that that you see there kind of like those common themes, common threads? Really, I think that the huge thing is just like burnout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know myself being in five or six years, I was like, very exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. and we all get really exhausted. So but it is a nature of the business to a degree, you know, it's, it's stressful in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that's probably, you know, one of the biggest things was, just burnout. Um, 
But again, it's kind of, you know, which thing is the straw that's going to end up breaking the camel's back? You know, is it there's bigger things that are going to take a lot more time potentially to fix? And then there's other things that we can really do to help speed up the processes that we can speed up and to make things easier where we can. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really just having a a good sense for, um, you know, like I said, kind of those micro and macro problems, but really being aware of all of it and then fixing what we can fix. Because some things you can't always fix, but there's definitely some things we can. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, let's focus our energy on what we can impact and change because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I see like all the problems and I want, like I'm such like a helper that I want to help. And if I feel like there's nothing that I could do, it's like really hard for me. So I'm like, okay, what can I help with? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know that's, um, I think in a lot of cases, why some practices haven't really taken the leap to, to start using that cove. And we do get that feedback a lot where, you know, they're like, I'm just keeping my head above water and we have a way and a system and I don't want to rock the boat, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to which I usually say, like, I mean, change is scary, but so is keeping, you know, keeping on with the system that might only be allowing you to keep your head above water rather than, you know, giving you some relief at some point and getting ahead of things. And, um, it's definitely, I mean, change is scary, but it's almost always worth it. <laughs> totally. And I think that's especially true in the case of using Vet Cove. <laughs> yeah. It's not as scary as it sounds. And it sometimes comes off as, you know, there's not really anything to compare it to. Yes. Um, but like I said, with that light bulb moment where you actually get a really good understanding for how it works, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there definitely is a lot of truth to that. And especially, you know, I think, you know, especially when we've like done things a certain way and it's been done that way for a long time and it's been passed down from like inventory manager to inventory manager to inventory manager over the years, it can be really daunting to think about doing something new. But I feel like that's like half the exciting part because I'm like, hey, I want you to be able to have a day off and not worry if you're going to run out of something. I do not want you to feel like you are barely treading water and keeping your head above water. Like, let's see what we can do to make sure that you you are like in the best position possible when it comes to managing inventory. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, there's nothing worse <laughs> than getting all those texts in your day off. Ah, oh, we ran out of this. We ran out oh, of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I remember vividly when I was always, I lived very close to the clinic I worked at. So I would have to like rush over <laughs> or maybe visit some other clinics to see if we could, you know, like we really need a bag of LRS. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I know. I remember this one time. So there's in my area, there was only two practices that use IDEX and we were one of them. And, Mm -hmm. um, somebody put the empty stain pack box for IDEX, uh, pro site, just like back in the shelf. And so I thought we had like a whole nother one. We did not. And we ran the stain pack and we had like a bunch of surgeries. Uh, I still have like nightmares about it. (laughs) I think I had to like yeah. run the blood to like another hospital for like the surgeries or maybe I had to do it to the human hospital. I can't remember, but yeah. I was like, whew, wow. You become resolver. Your problem yes. solver. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> I think in one of the most eye-opening things for me when I first started using Vetcove and like when I show other people, it's the difference in the costs for some of the items, right? Like I think I was like looking at Gabapentin one time and there was like, oh no, it was metronidazole. And it was like $8 from one place, but then it was like $34 from another place for the exact same thing. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Because I did not realize, you know, prior to the invention of, you know, kind of what we know now, um, you know, with vet COVID kind of that transparency was prices can really vary widely, you know, from distributor to distributor. Um, and I just didn't even realize that that was a thing. And that every hospital in the country could have different costs on things. Yeah, it's really, really crazy how, you know, for one, like you said, type of medication, okay, well, there's this option and there are these prices for this option, but then there's also the name brand or the generic or maybe some other types without across all these different catalogs. It definitely could be overwhelming um, or shocking, like you said, when you finally maybe see something and you know that you haven't been purchasing that one option. You're like, ah, oh, kicking myself. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So do you have any advice or suggestions for new inventory managers or those that are new to using Vetcove? Yeah, I I really think my first piece of advice, if they haven't already told me that they um, talk to you, is reach out to Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it really is. Um, And then I always recommend that they do a a tutorial to learn how to use the Vetcove account because... Mm -hmm. It is very user-friendly, and I know that most practices right off the bat, you know, get it. They just get it, and they know how to use the account, and it's intuitive. Um, But I always still recommend a tutorial because there are so many little tools and tips and tricks and icons and different ways to accomplish different things. And I've I've done tutorials with people that have been using it for a couple of years and show them new things. And we're also adding new things over time. So if you do a tutorial... And then a year later, you know, you do another tutorial, it's quite likely we're going to show you some things that are you maybe didn't know about. Um, because once you become, again, in the routine of things, you might not be clicking all the different areas of the site or exploring all the different things. So um, I always recommend the tutorials for sure. Um, and reaching out to Nicole because oh, you're the guru. You. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You're making my blush over here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And for any of the listeners that are listening, I did put together a completely free PDF guide on how to not run out of items. And you can find that and download that by going to vetlogic.co slash stop dash running dash out. So I'll also put a link in the podcast show notes for that. Um, So definitely check that out if you are interested. Um, so Jess, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. I truly appreciate it. It was so much fun and just keep up the great work. And cause I know that the entire team at VetCove is just so passionate and you guys are impacting VetMed in just such an amazing way. So just keep it up and thank you for everything you do. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciated it. I love chatting with you. I love chatting with our users. I love, you know, I say that that people are my people and it doesn't matter how long I've been out of actual practice. I still feel like they're my people. So yes, it's great to be able to yeah, connect in this way with everyone. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the inventory nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply. 
so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.